Hello guys, you're so welcome here today to this podcast, which deals with all things in relation to narcissistic abuse, understanding it and surviving it and actually going on to thrive. Hi guys, welcome to another video. This is part two of the uh, two different, just two categories of narcissists that are the most um, kind of common ones you come across. And today I'd like to talk about the overt narcissist, the grandiose narcissist. Um, unlike their counterpart cousin that we've talked about before in the last video, the vulnerable, quiet, shy narcissist. Both narcissistic types, again, can change. You know, they can they have both in them. Both have the grandiose, both have the the shy and vulnerable. Both can switch from one to the other. But the characteristics of each have to be predominantly one or the other. So with the grandiose, the grandiose narcissist is more inclined to kind of bull their way through life. They're less worried about their image perception. They're less worried about their image management. Now, it's not to say that their image isn't important to them. Their image is everything to them, this particular narcissist. This particular narcissistic mask is going to create a hugely superior image. They are more superior than anyone. They are more beautiful than anyone. They are entitled to the best of the best. Now, your humble narcissist feels this as well, but they're just not as obvious in it. This grandiose narcissist has no problem letting people know that they're entitled to the best. They've no Im Im problem letting people know how entitled and how important they believe they are. So in this way, they're not sensitive to the opinion of others. These narcissists you will find decking themselves out with only the top designer names that they can possibly afford. And again, disclaimer, people that like designer labels and wear designer clothes are not necessarily narcissists. They just may have good taste and the money to afford it. But these grandiose overt guys will do anything to get the designer labels to look like they are these important, rich, um, entitled beings. They'll use the children's clothes money to get the next latest gadget so that they will be not ever looked down on, but will be looked up to. That's what they are trying to achieve. It usually stems from a kind of a feeling of total inferiority. It's like the opposite because they feel so inferior. They cannot be that person. They may have come from a very poor background. They may be they're overcompensating for something they went through at an early stage in life. They may have been bullied in school. They may have just been made to feel unworthy in some situation. Or they could have been treated really well. They could have been spoilt. 
what they're trying to do is uphold an image of who they believe they are, who they really believe they are. They believe they're royalty. They need they they believe they should be treated like royalty. These guys you'll see in a restaurant loudly berating waiting staff. In a you'll see them in a shop situation causing a big drama or mayhem and insulting belittling someone who's serving them in the shop and creating a scene so that everyone is aware of their superior opinion and the fact that they're right and they're not being treated the way they should be treated. And this is unacceptable. You'll hear that word a lot. Unacceptable. Um, uh, not correct. Um, disgraceful way to treat me and... That kind of drama will be created around them. They will do this also in gr in a group situation where, you know, in a social uh, setting, they will go in and give their opinion out loudly. You know, they'll hold court within a group and they will give their opinion regardless of who it offends. And they will enjoy the reactions that are given to them. A place that they won't do this is, say, in a work situation where they need to progress or if they meet someone socially that they want to impress and become part of a new social scene, they will then modify their behaviour, but they will give quite strong, arrogant opinions, but they will teeter to um, mirroring the opinion of the person that they're trying to impress so that they will give them a job promotion, bring them into the group, um, bring them into their social circle, something that's going to give them a leg up. They will modify their behaviour for this. And that's interesting because it shows you that they are aware of right and wrong, and they are aware when they are insulting someone that that's wrong. But because that person is irrelevant to them, because that person can't do anything for them, because that per person is in a controlled environment where they can't come back at the narcissist to keep their job, they have to maintain a certain level of decorum and politeness, and the customer is always right. They foully use these situations for their rages, ra outrageous rage, raging at someone. They will do it in a situation that's not going to be harmful to them and in a very cowardly way where they can get the opportunity to berate and insult another person. They have no problem showing just how evil they can be. They actually... They believe in their arrogance that they are totally superior to these other people. Now, they could be in a very similar job. That makes no difference. For them, they're always working their way up. They're always better than the job that they're doing. But they see anyone below them or even on their same level, if they, if they can't give this narcissist a leg up to something better as 
riffraff as someone who can be abused. How are they then with family? With family, they will expect the family to serve them. If the family don't serve them, if they don't agree with everything this narcissist says, if they don't stand on their head and do cartwheels for them, they will not deal with the family member. They just won't deal with them. These narcissists often will have empaths in the family who will serve their needs, who will be so servile to them that the, the, the grandiose or overt narcissist will keep them as a forever supply, as a crutch to use. And often, often this person will be used and run into the ground. And if they no longer can serve the narcissist, like if they get sick or if they run out of whatever the narcissist is looking for, the narcissist, again, the grandiose will drop them at the drop them at a dime, drop them on a dime. They will have no no object constancy. Whatever the person has done for them in the past will be totally relegated to a non-entity and nothing. And they have no loyalty to their servers unless if the server stops serving them. So that's the grandiose narcissist and in their arrogance. Um, they also want to be overly involved in everything. They see that they are they have the right to tell other people how things should be. And again, bring in a little bit of my personal experience into this. When I was getting into the relationship with the ex-narcissist, his partner was a grandiose overt narcissist. She wanted to be involved in our relationship throughout. And also, if you're having a conversation with them, they won't let you talk. If you manage to get a sentence in where there's a brief pause for breath, while they're laying the terms of things down to you and laying hidden warnings about what they will do in in a kind of a super sweet way, they will they'll they'll go against your comment totally and say, oh no, 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 that's all very well and good, but and then they'll be off on their spiel again. They're very they don't listen to others. Other people's opinions aren't important. They really, really, really want control of a situation and they want to have a voice in every situation. So I also remember actually there was a family family mediation meeting and this grandiose narcissist wanted to control things so much that she actually moved over to the mediator to be beside her and started to point out things on the mediator's private notes that she was making and telling her that she needed to do this and she needed to do that. At which point at the end of the meeting, the mediator actually remarked on it to me and was quite sympathetic in relation to the amount of control that that person wanted. So they're very, very obvious. They're very dominant. They're very interfering. Um, they will be very charming to engage you in friendship if they see you have a value for them. They, 
they want to be, they often can be leaders. Um, they often can be attractive to people because they come across as very confident and people will often excuse them to a certain extent because they're very confident and if they want to include you, can make you also like the the covert, quiet narcissist, can also, if they do want to include you in something, make you feel very relevant to them, very seen and very included, provided you are going to going to work in an under role to them. They'll give you the impression that they're your friend, but you will be doing an awful lot for them. And it's quite an exhausting experience being with a an apparently confident, self-assured, apparently high self-esteemed narcissist who seems to do a huge amount of self-care, but it's a huge amount of self-adorning. Um, you will be very exhausted being a friend of a person like this, but they will give you the odd, the odd splash of the odd splash of compliments or intermittent great assistance with something to keep you hooked. And you will feel sometimes that this person is helping you because, because of these, these odd breadcrumbs they throw your way that actually, you know, help you maybe help you maybe with your appearance or help you in a situation you're in. It's like they're kind of, they're giving you a payment to keep you hooked. So they have helped you and you kind of mistake this as true friendship. And then you stay in the relationship with them only for you to be, only for you to be being used again by them and used and used and used till you get exhausted and think this is a one way relationship and they'll sense that. And when they when you get to a point where you're breaking away from them, they will hone in on you again, charm you and do something for you that again you feel is like a friendship. It's a false kind of a, a management. The overts will manage you in this way so that they will have servants do things for them treat you really badly unless you can. That's the, that's the friend and the servant role. And then they'll treat the others who will give them a leg up in life. They'll treat them well until they're no longer of use to them. So once they've gotten that promotion in work, if they've gone above you and you've helped them get that promotion, you'll see a different side to this overt narcissist. They will drop you as a friend. They will drop you. They will start to give you orders. And, and, and a great way of seeing, <clears throat> excuse me, a great way of seeing or telling if someone is narcissistic or an overt type of narcissist is give them some power. These people in power are disgusting. They use power in a very selective manner. Um, they will maybe up to that have given you, given people the impression that they could be relied on to give strong leadership and to treat, you know, the people that they were 
canvassing for support, basically, within the, the group or the workplace or social situation. Um, they would have given them the impression that they wanted to do good for everyone and that they were a good person, the same as the other covert narcissist. But once they get into power, that's when you see that's when you see the true colours, that that's when you see the true narcissistic traits coming out. The, there's a total personality change. So, guys, I'm going to leave this one here. The overt is much easier to spot. They bulldoze their way through people. Um, they have no problem expressing their sometimes very contentious opinions. They don't worry about people that can't help them. They're highly abusive to people that they feel are below them or on the same power as them. And they do attract people because they come across as quite confident. And again, they can be good at what they do. Um, their confidence can get them places, but they will often make many, many enemies along the way. They'll be highly disliked individuals and... They will often come a cropper again because they're reckless. They have magical thinking, given that they have such a grandiose and arrogant opinion of themselves. They can often overshoot the mark and their karma doesn't look good because they can often take huge risks because of. Their Sorry, guys, it was interrupted there by a call. Yeah, so that is the the overt narcissist as best I can describe them to you. And again, if you have any experiences of an overt narcissist in your life and how they act or how they act in, in your family, um, please leave them below and share them. And uh, because, as I say, I don't know everything about them. I've had experience of them, unpleasant individuals, um, but more obvious, I suppose, and easier to spot than the covert narcissist. In the meantime, guys, I will see you again shortly. Um, hopefully posting over Christmas as well and take care of yourselves and have a great day. Thanks guys. Bye. Bye. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets or McCrispy Sandwich but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savoury tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.